Welcome to The Organic Advocate. I'm your host, Taya O'Carroll, the founder, CEO, and farmer behind Yield Organic. Here at The Organic Advocate, we get real about the challenges and solutions to organic agriculture. Today, Rodrigo Zarita with eWeb Strategy is here, and as part of The Organic Advocate, we're focused on solutions. Today, we're going to talk about what's a common thread that I'm hearing from brands. So welcome, Rodrigo. Hey, Taya. Thanks for having me. Hey, everybody. Now, I know you, Taya, you're out and about all across the U.S. <laughs> continually <laughs> talking to people in ag. So what are you seeing as a trending common topic these days? I do find myself on the road quite a bit in a lot of unique conversations. But one of the things I like about doing that is I have an opportunity to hear common threads through conversations that I'm having. What I'm noticing for a while now is a word called biodiversity. And to a farmer like myself, that's a word that we typically would call conservation. So I would say biodiversity, conservation are almost synonymous. Interesting. And let me ask you, I mean, what, where did the emphasis on biodiversity come from? Or why is it important now that you are seeing it as a theme or common thread? I think it's back to the consumers putting pressure on brands, you know, how like they've always been interested in, or there's an increasing interest, I would say, in knowing where their food comes from, which is great. And they also now want to know how it's grown. Plus, on top of this, the biodiversity part is they're interested in knowing what's being done to actually preserve and increase biodiversity on our farms. Or as I mentioned, farmers often call those conservation practices. Got it. And do you think organic and regenerative, you know, as movements have created that emphasis? I definitely think it's part of it. I wouldn't say that's all of it. So if you look back to 2016, the NOP, the National Organic Program, has been urging ways to include goals and plans each year to increase our biodiversity on our farms, right? So to do that, back in 2016, they published a biodiversity guidance compliance document to help organic producers develop as part of their organic system plan, their OSP, steps that take for conservation to be more biodiverse. Okay, I get it. And then I know, you know, and often hear you say that each farm is is unique, you know, kind of have their own modus, right, of production or growing stuff. Mm-hmm. How can each farm go about, you know, com- compliance to NOP, you know, as far as organic biodiversity standards? Well, they are unique. And I definitely think it's not realistic to try and standardize a format of those practices because they are unique. So that's why the NOP created that biodiversity guidance compliance tool. That's a mouthful. A biodiversity guidance compliance tool to help encourage those people on the farms that are organic to look at their farms, engage with their conservation practices, and have a way to track it. That's pretty cool. It is cool. And I just think that, you know, the not so cool part of it is, even though it's cool because I'm absolutely about conservation and biodiversity, but the not so cool part is, even though biodiversity is critical, you know, for the healthy functioning organic farms and is central to the NOP guidance on their natural resources and biodiversity conservation, that burden, (laughs) all those farmers out there know, that burden of designing and implementing those biodiversity plans still falls on us. Got it. Yeah, so it's it's important, but it's it's another thing that farmers need to manage to. So I, I get what you're saying. In terms of like, I don't know, having to, like what you refer to it as a burden. I mean, what do you exactly mean by that? I don't think it's, I mean, 
being a sunny side up type person, I guess I don't look at it as a burden, but it is definitely one more thing to do. So it just depends on how you want to prioritize and label things. Yeah. Um, but I think to help with this is that the biodiversity guidance compliance tool was actually built as literally that, a tool, a guide structured decision-making process that helps us choose targets, set those goals based on the behaviors we wanna take and the outcomes us as farmers wanna see adopted. So it's just a structured process that they've put in place as literally, like I said, a tool to help us. Yeah, and I think, cause I saw a, t- a blog that you had put out there and for everyone listening, there's actually a couple blogs they have put together about this topic that you can find out on the Year Organic website under uh, Biodiversity Calculators, one of them, and Organic Conservation and Biodiversity Resources. And I think that allowed me at least to gain further context on, you know, the nature of, well, defining biodiversity and conservation and getting my head around what it's going to take to kind of comply is what you were talking about earlier. That's for sure. And I know sometimes we think of the NOP and the USDA as separate, but the USDA has put some plans also together for organic farmers. So they have conservation programs available. Most of us, if you've been farming for a while, are very familiar with them and opportunities that you can participate in. But the trick, I think sometimes, is knowing those programs exist and what they are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think that's one of the things I believe farmers look forward to and listening to your podcast is that, you know, you're intentional kind of bringing awareness to things that can help them. Absolutely. What about Moses? I mean, this is the next event you're, you're going to soon. How does that play a role as far as like this continuing effort to help people kind of get connected and learn about what are these best practices? I'm glad you brought that up because Moses is literally right around the corner. It's the end of February. It's in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and I will be there. So if you're there, reach out and say hi. I love meeting everybody in person. Um, But the point of this with biodiversity and conservation is as part of that conference and trade show, they have something called Organic University, and that happens on the Thursday, the day before the conference and trade show actually starts. They have something called the Conservation Program to Support Organic Farmers is one of the classes they're offering this year. Well, that's cool. It is cool. And if you're not able to make it, I mean, don't feel left out. That's just a specific topic and conversation you can participate in if you're there. But as usual, you can always head to your local FSA office and see what programs are available. I think everybody would love to go and join the party at Moses. But let me ask you a, a personal question, you know, having to do with biodiversity and conservation. You know, what about your farm? What, what are you guys doing there? Well, we, I'm glad you asked, but we always seem to be working on something. And one, of, I would say two of the top things that we're doing right now that we're looking into, we are almost to the point of taking action, but we're not there yet, is, yeah. for example, there's a couple of things on top of our list. And one is to increase and revitalize the tree line, or we call it a grove, around our farm place. That's one of them. And another one is I'm really curious about the prairie strips. So prairie stripping is... Very unique, very beautiful. Um, It's taking off in some areas. I've been watching it happen over in England for probably the last five years. And that's another item that I've been researching and considering how we might be able to implement that. Quick question. So prairie strips, I mean, what what does success look like in that endeavor? And, And how can that deliver against, you know, biodiversity and conservation plans in your farm? I think it's 
like if you look at a farm, for example, like let's look at, you know, however big an acreage size you want to imagine. But usually it's a field planted with, let's just pick one field, you plant it with one crop. So it's usually all that same crop. Well, the prairie strips are literally conservation strips that go through the field. So it almost looks like a striped field. I shouldn't almost, it does look like a striped field. And on those strips, it depends on what you want to plant them. You could plant flowers, you could plant um, different grasses that are native to the area. It's, it's pretty interesting to look at and experience. And the ones I've seen actually in England, the ones they had done out there, the first ones that I saw were, I guess, you know, I love fresh flowers. So for me, it's stunning to come over a hill and see a landscape of imagine that intense green of something growing and then right next to it in between is like a strip of bright red flowers or something unique like that it's just a different perspective that's all absolutely no and i can totally see how you know even rotating prairie strips across time can definitely help with soil health and all, and everything that has to do with the idea and use case of biodiversity yes and to any listeners out there if you were to add or change something, I'm curious, like Rodrigo asked me the question, what would be on your list? We'd love to hear from you. And thank you, Rodrigo, for being here as part of the podcast and asking those questions. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. In concluding our podcast, I'd like to thank you all for joining the Yield Organic Ag Marketplace and for listening to The Organic Advocate. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit the like button, leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify, or subscribe. It's easy to follow us on iTunes and Spotify now. Just look for the Organic Advocate under the podcast section. If you have any questions about Yield Organic, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag OrganicAdvocate. We look forward to hearing from you. If you'd like to be a guest on the Organic Advocate or connect with us, please reach out to us on Facebook forward slash Yield Organic and on Twitter at Yield Organic. Keep tuning in. 